Okay, guys, before we dive into this incredible episode, I just have to share that my audio isn't the best, so I'm just warning you to keep listening to the interview because this amazing guest, you don't want to miss her story and what she has to tell you today. It could be life-changing and you will find so much inspiration. But I had a little mold in my office, so I had to record in a different area of my house. So just disregard the audio and enjoy the show. My name is Kelly Tyen, and welcome to A Sick Dish to the Fun. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity. Hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. To another incredible episode of Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen, and if we haven't met yet, please shoot me a message because I would love to know how you found my show and what made you tune in today. Head over to my website because October is right around the corner and I have my new one-on-one accountability coaching program. So if you're sick and tired of the struggle, not losing any weight, or maybe you're just feeling alone on your journey and you need someone to hold your hand, I might be that person for you. Check it out because it's hard doing things alone. Having someone to motivate you weekly, inspire you weekly, sometimes you just need to take the plunge. There is nothing like accountability and having a coach by your side. And I know my guest today probably agrees with every word of that. So today, I have the honor to introduce you to my new friend. And I'm so excited she's here because we're going to get into how we met because it's a great story. But her name is Jody Harrison Bauer. She is a two-time world bikini champion, founder and owner of Jody Fit Boutique Fitness Studio, the host of Fearlessly Authentic Podcast, and the oldest woman to ever compete for the iconic Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, making global headlines as she finished in the top 60 finalists in 2019. Her life changed forever when at 42 years old, Jody built the courage to take control of her own happiness. Since then, she's worked relentlessly to better herself, her business, nurture her relationships, and create the life she knew she always deserved, one with passion and purpose. Today, she defines herself as an ageless warrior and an advocate against ageism. This woman is a 59-year-old beauty, as I said, and she is definitely on the climb of life. I am so honored to have you here on my show today, Jody. So welcome. Thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate you asking me to be on the show. Yes, this is so exciting. You are just so incredibly inspiring, and I've been following you for a while through a mutual friend. I just love the message that you're putting out into the world of never letting fear stop you from being you and the person that you're meant to be. So take us back. Were you always a fearless woman? Never. Um, I, I regard myself as a self-proclaimed scaredy cat and I was always afraid of everything, um, until I took that big leap to get divorced. Um, it wasn't working for me. It wasn't like it was a horrible marriage, but I felt trapped. I felt like I couldn't be myself. I didn't feel like I was living my authentic self. And even though I got a lot out of being a mom and my daughters are, and still are my first priority, Um, 
I just felt like there was more for me. I felt unfulfilled. I had stopped working in 1989 when I had my oldest daughter. And uh, even though I was doing a little bit of fitness on the side, I just felt unfulfilled. And at the time, you know, my ex-husband didn't really support me going off and doing what I wanted to do. So I thought, well, I've got to change the dynamics. So the biggest step I took out of my comfort zone was getting a divorce and changing my family dynamics. And that's when I started to say, okay, now who am I? I was Mrs. Harrison. You know, um, I, I didn't know who it was. I was just a wife and a mom and a volunteer at school. And I, I happened to work out every single day, you know, but that was the extent of who I, who I felt I was. And I felt like there was so much more in me and I started making a list of things that, you know, who do I want to be? Who do I, who do I want my daughters to see me as? Because I wanted to be a strong role model for them. That's amazing. I mean, think about that, you guys, those that are listening. And maybe you're single right now going through a divorce. You have to put yourself first and decide and sit quietly. I say this in a lot of my episodes. Who do I want to be? What are my goals? What are my dreams? Even at 42, Jody, like you were, life's not over. And you took a stand, and I'm just so proud of you for doing that because a lot of women stay, and they stay stuck, and I think that's the problem. I got a lot of, I went back and forth. It was probably a few years after my second daughter was born. She was born in 93, so I was married in 85. So I was coming up on my 10-year anniversary, and I'm thinking, is this how I want to spend the rest of my life, not doing what I want to do, being, when I say just a mom, please understand that I am not putting down being a mom. That is my, I mean, if there's anything in the world that I can think of that I do more naturally was be a mom because I, you know, no one had to teach me how to be a mom. I, I would just, it just came naturally because I love my children. Um, but I felt like there was, I needed to show them that I was much more than the mom that worked out, the mom that picked them up. And, and it, was, it was about showing them what a strong female role model was. But I remember going to see a lawyer and he said to me, look, Jody, you're, you're a young woman. And of course, at 42, I was just turning 42 when we got divorced. And he said to me, look, you're still a young girl. You have your whole life ahead of you. And I'm thinking, I'm getting old, I'm getting old, I'm getting old, you know. And I remember talking to my ex-husband about uh, wanting to compete in fitness shows. And he said, not when you're my wife. And I thought, that's a problem. So the lawyer, the best advice I got was from a lawyer who, who didn't turn out to be my divorce attorney, but said to me, do it now because I know in 10 years, nothing's going to change because people don't really change. And you're going to come back to me at 51. And then it's starting to get a little late. But it's never too late. So anybody who is listening, who's in their 50s, who's over 55, who's postmenopausal, it's not too late. Trust me, there are lots of young guys out there who love to date older women. And so, but well, I'm sure we'll get to talk about it, but you got to take care of yourself. You know, mind, body, soul, sexually, in all ways, we have to take care of ourselves. So um, it was the hardest thing I ever did, ever, ever did. And I, I lived with a lot of guilt afterwards, but I had to be true to myself. And how did you release that guilt? What, what were some of the things you did? Because I know there's women listening right now that feel just like you. And we carry 
the burden and the guilt and the shame of maybe we're the ones that divorced the man. And how did you handle that emotionally? What did you do? That's a really good question. Nobody's ever asked me that. How did I deal with the shame? I've been talking about that as I'm journaling, um, the shame, the guilt, um, you know, I went to see a therapist and I had to talk it out. And I think also staying strong, um, having a strong physical body. I didn't realize that at the time I was doing mindful work while I was working out because back in 2002, you know, there match.com had just come out. Nobody was, there was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. There was nothing like that to connect with other people to find out. And so I realize now that while I was working out, it was mindfulness that I was also working on, but that, but that physical strength um, helped me release a lot of the stress that I was probably really holding inside of me. And at least I know that when I went to the gym, I was doing something for me, which made me a better mom for my girls. That is such the message that I would love women right now to just hear. Working out is not for your outward appearance only. It's you're chasing after a body that you're probably most likely never going to get. Working out is more of a mindset. It, it clears your mind. It makes you stronger. It gives you courage, confidence, because when you're finishing up a workout, think of the endorphins that are released and how you feel walking out of that workout. Jody, I just posted yesterday, you know, that quote, I didn't like that workout today said no one ever, because even when you don't want to go or you do something for yourself to move your body, you sweat a little bit, you feel better than if you hadn't done that. And it does clear your mind. So I'll give you another thing that I've been talking about lately. Journaling um, is about sex and working out. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so just a little bit about it. It's just that when we work out, we release those feel good endorphins. When you have sex and you have that release, you release endorphins. And that's why people want to keep having sex. But sometimes, especially when we get to be over 45, over 55, we're like, eh, I'll have sex with you tomorrow or I'll have sex next week or honey, can you wait till tomorrow morning or whatever it could be. It's like the workout once you're in it, you're like, oh, damn, why don't I do this more often, right? What a great comparison. I always talk about sex. We're going to just change this show over to an R-rated sex talk. <laughs> women so need to be in touch with their sexuality. And part of, I think, getting strong physically and mindfully is that for a woman who, let's just say, wants to lose weight, you know, maybe she was carrying around that baby weight. Maybe she's postmenopausal. Maybe she's perimenopausal. And all of a sudden, she looks at her belly and goes... I was always thin. Where did I get that belly? Oh, it's called perimenopausal. Welcome to the world I used to be in. Now I'm post. And then every your hormones change so much. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you start, you say, you know, I used to look in the mirror and think, whoa, like I like what I see and now I don't. We want to get to that place where before you get in the shower and you check yourself out, you say, yeah, I like what I see. And that's what I think you and I are very aligned with is that we want under women to feel empowered within themselves. They need to understand that. And it's not, I'm so glad you said that. It's not about the working out. It's not about getting muscles. If you want to get muscles, go for it. But it's not about getting muscles. It's about feeling good in your body. So when you put on that red dress to go out with your girlfriend or on a, a bumble date, you feel hot, you feel sexy, you feel confident. 
And that's what's sexy. And that's from the inside out. It is. And just what you said, it's, you know, once you do it once and you feel so good, why do you forget how good you felt? I, I want to take my clients and hold their hand every step of the way and say, I want you to remember the feelings you had, just like you said, when you have sex. So, you know, those feelings, why do you not do the thing that makes you feel good in the gym to make your body feel good, clear your minds? There's just so many positives. And that's why I think encouraging journaling also, not only for food, because, you know, I'm sure like me, you ask your clients, well, what are you eating? And then they rattle off, oh, the same thing every day. And you're like, no, 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 no. Let's just really see. So if they journaled after they did a workout with you or had an accountability session with you, wow, Kelly made me feel great. I'm going to work on these three things. I do accountability coaching too. You know, like I tell them to write down, how do you feel after a workout? How do you feel before the workout? How do you feel after you ate that chicken pot pie or whatever it is? And we don't want them to self-sabotage because then we get stuck. And that stuck place is a place where we don't make progress. And you know what I tell my clients too, and I love this because I use my iPhone a lot with the calendar. I mean, this is just a tip for you guys listening. Every time you do a workout and you feel great, put a little smiley emoji on that date. If you don't feel good, you know, or after a bad meal, put a sad face, go back and look at your week and say, wow, I felt good on these days. I worked out. I want to have more smiley faces. It's just little simple things you can do to remind yourself of how you felt. So I want to talk to you about working out. You look absolutely incredible. I mean, honestly, you guys, you are 59. She was going for the Sports Illustrated. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that whole experience, first of all? Okay. Uh, well, my my youngest daughter, who's 27, uh, said to me, she she works in publicity. And so she had nothing to do with the publicity I got because she works for uh, her own not her own, but for a PR firm. So a lot of people thought that all the publicity came from my daughter. It was all organic. None of it came. But what she had said to me was, Mom, you should do this Sports Illustrated thing. They've never had anybody your age. Like, I don't know anybody who could, who else could walk and talk in a bikini like you that's over 55. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Then I got married in June of 2019. And I thought, you know what? I don't think I want to do this. Long story short, Put out the one-minute video telling Sports Illustrated Swim Search why I should be in their in their 2020 um, swim in their swimsuit edition. Um, I wasn't picked for the first round, so then I had to go to Miami, and so that's that's when I started doing. You know how your kids do the temper tantrum, even though they're older. Like I don't want to do this, and my daughter said to me, my youngest one, and my oldest lives in Miami, so my youngest one says. Uh, what's the matter with you? Who are you? Put on your big girl pants and go down there. And so I thought, you know what, maybe, you know, worst case scenario, I just spent time with my daughter and her then fiance. They're married now. And, uh, so I went down there and Kelly, when I tell you that my 30 year old daughter was with me during the process, um, she looked like a grandma next to the girls that I was competing against. Were you intimidated, honestly? No, I wasn't intimidated at all because I know what I bring to the table and I knew I had a lot more experience in life. But what I was overwhelmed by was the amount of youth. And I just thought, there, there are just so many young girls. And I just, they're young, like 20. Right. Like these girls were 20. They were younger than my children. 
and you were up against these women separate age groups at all? No, no, just like when I competed 45 and over, they never separated us by eight, by height. This was all ages. This was an open casting call. So I stood outside, you know how we did, you know, it's just like getting ready for a show. So Alyssa, my oldest, never did the, she came to a bunch of my shows, but Lexi, my youngest one, was like my backstage mom. So I'll, I'll try to speed up the story. Anyway, we stood in line for almost like five hours. We were there at 5.30 in the morning. It, of course, it was raining in Miami. How often does it rain in Miami? It's raining in Miami. Alyssa went and got us umbrellas. We stood in line, and I remember her looking at me and going, Mom, you're so patient. And I said, Liss, I competed for 10 years. Like, I'm used to it. You go to a place in your brain. You know, Kelly. Go to a place in your brain. You start meditating. You do whatever it takes to keep your mind occupied and you're not really focusing on what's going to happen on stage because you've already practiced so many times. All you know is that you have to stay distracted from everything and stay focused. And she was she was fabulous. After like six hours of standing in line, right before we went to fill out the application of becoming an applicant to try out to be in the swim surge, I get like a couple of phone calls on my phone like from New York. And I'm like, who's calling me from New York? Finally, I get a text message from the from Good Morning America, from the Strahan and Sarah show saying, hey, this is me. I'm the executive producer. We want to do an exclusive on you. We just heard about your story. And I'm like, who knows about me? Like, who knows about me? I give it to Alyssa. I'm like, I I can't deal with it. That was, I don't even know what to do with this. So I fill out all the information. She starts getting in touch with them. The next thing you know, the New York Post is getting in touch with me. And she's just, she's got my phone with me. Waited, waited, waited. It was sort of like once the application process, now you've got to wait backstage. All these beautiful young girls, every shape, size, age, everything. Nobody was even close to my age. There was maybe somebody, there was another woman who was over 55 who had tried out two or three times prior. I mean, you know, you can tell who the older women are. And then there was somebody in her 40s or something. But other than that, 20s, like 20s, 19. Then you get back there and then you walk into this big ballroom. They sit you down and you're kind of with the same group of people the whole time. It's pods of people. And then they have you sit down and you've got one minute to tell one of the models why you should be in Sports Illustrated. Okay? Pressure. (laughs) Pressure. So she puts the timer on and I tell her why. And I, you know, basically said, look, you've never had anybody who's just a normal person over 55. And I think that woman should be represented in Sports Illustrated in the swim issue. And I think that I would be a great representative and empowering women of, of all ages, you know, but over 55, I think should be represented. And the timer went off and she said, keep talking. She wanted to hear more of my story and she just kept nodding and saying yes. And so that's when it started blowing up. Um, all of these networks were getting in touch with me. I, my friends from Connecticut, people all over that I knew were saying, I saw you on TV. I saw you here. I saw you there. It was crazy. I was like, how do people know about me? I don't even know. So all this is going on. And then that night I got a call that I had made the top 60 out of 10,000 women that tried out. Wow. In Miami, it was 5,000 women and I made it to the top 60. Again, I mean, that is enormous. It was crazy. The next day, we're not allowed to tell anybody. It starts the whole process over again. Standing in line, now there's only 60 of us. My daughter and her husband, they're standing there with me. And he says, Jode said, what? And he, he shows me on his phone, I'm on the cover of the New York Post. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. So... It was, uh, we did a photo shoot in there and everything, and they got to know us, and, and I did so well on the cover of the New York Post. They asked me to come back and do the Sunday spread, 
But the biggest thing I took away from it, Kelly, was so many women, I realized, I knew this deep in my heart, that there were so many women that didn't have a voice that were 55 and over, and they were just clamoring to hear what I had to say. And yes, okay, in the news, it was like, oh, look what she looks like. But when women heard me talk, they realized, we have a voice. This might be somebody who could give us a voice. And I, and I, I really, that's my mission is to give those women a voice. I love it because you didn't even really start getting into working out until you were 40, right? No, I've been working out um, basically my whole life, but I, I mean, I didn't start competing until 47. Ladies, it is never too late to start anything. I'm not saying you have to go compete, but if you're in a place right now, and like I said in the beginning of this episode, if you're struggling with weight, you might need a coach, you might need a little help, but it's never too late to start. It's just taking the first step. Jumping into a fitness competition at 47, that not only is ballsy, it takes a lot of courage. I mean, you're getting in a bikini and you're really doing it for yourself. That's what it's really all about. These competitions are intense in there to prove to yourself that you can do it. I mean, that's how I felt about it. I was so excited for my 12, 14 weeks to challenge myself and say, I'm going to do this for me to see if I can conquer my own cravings and conquer my wine cravings and see if I can go without wine for 30 days or 60 days and then 90 and I can do this. And that's what it was all about for me. And do you agree with that? I do. Um, The funny thing that led me to it was that in my 30s, I read Oxygen Magazine, which, you know, was our Bible. I would look at the girls and I would say to myself, because nobody in the 90s, I was like the only one of my friends working out. They thought I was crazy, not cuckoo crazy, but why are you working out? Why are you eating four times a day? So I was already doing that before I started competing. So what was happening was that people were coming up to me at the gym and saying, are you a fitness competitor? And I would be like, no, I'm not. Then I met um, Nikki Bongiovanni. And she introduced me to a coach and that's how it all started. But it was because I had people say to me, are you a fitness competitor? And I was like, you know, maybe it's time I should look into this whole fitness competition thing. And I was 47 and I didn't think anything about it. I just said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I need to do. Uh, Everybody, again, I didn't have any support from my family. My parents didn't get it. My daughters were like afraid I was going to become this muscle person. Two of my friends said they didn't understand why I would want to get on stage in a bikini in stripper heels. And I said, because I want to. And it was, again, Kelly, like you mentioned, it was to prove something to me. It wasn't about look at me, which I I actually did a Facebook post about that a few weeks ago. I think you commented on it. It's not about look at me. It's about it's never too late. And maybe look at me and maybe be inspired. But back then when I was 47, it was just, I need to do this for myself. That made me mentally and physically stronger. It wasn't about losing weight. It wasn't about, I guess the initial goal was, what can I do to get into the best shape of my life? And then that led to the fitness competitions. And then I was hooked. So for women in their 40s right now that maybe just started working out and, you know, they get tired, they think, oh, I'm I'm in my mid-40s now. Jody, tell us, I know you get tired. I mean, you must get tired. How do you push through those days when you just don't want to do anything anymore? I have to be honest with you. When I was in my 40s, I, I never really was tired very often. But on those days where I would say I wasn't motivated, I didn't feel like it, 
How did I push through? I just kept thinking about what is the end goal? So I do a lot of um, visualization. So I would visualize myself if it was a fitness competition on stage, being the only woman left on stage with the trophy and the flowers. And that's what kept me going. When I would sit in the parking lot, and I'm sure you've done it before, and anybody listening who's worked out and dedicated to working out, or you're just starting, and you sit in the parking lot, and you go, oh, why am I doing this? Like, nothing's ever going to come of it. Is my body really going to change? Am I, Kelly's telling me I'm going to feel great after a workout with her, but am I really? Yes. Yes. Remember, and that there's a famous quote too, remember why you started. Remember. So that's what pulls me through every single time, Kelly, is remember why I started. I love that so much because I also believe in creating a vision. I think that's where everything starts. I tell my clients, see yourself 20 pounds smaller. You can get there. You have to believe in yourself. You have to see yourself doing the work. And it's just taking it one day at a time. It's like our kids learning to walk. They don't They don't get up and run. Right. And they have to take one step. They hold on to the furniture. And that's why they hire you or they hire me. Because they need their hands held. And they're lucky to have either one of us. Because, I mean, I know you're a very nurturing person. And I think... You know, find a mentor, find a coach that's nurturing but tough. Find somebody who who aligns with you, and that that alignment is so important. You'll never you'll let you'll never leave that coach because that's what will bring you to that next level of being fulfilled, feeling like you're, there's growth. There's no growth if we're stuck. Exactly, and there's no growth if we're not challenged. So don't think it's going to be easy, ladies. It's never easy for Jody, for me. Listen, we struggle to get our workouts in at times. It's not, we don't wake up with, you know, rainbows and butterflies around us saying, oh, let's get our workout. And, you know, we have to push ourselves too, but we know the end game, the end goal, the end result that we want to get and how we want to feel. And I think that's the most important thing. And I think you listening, you want the same thing. My clients constantly tell me, I want to feel better. I desperately want to feel good, Kelly. I want to feel different in my skin. I want to fit in my old jeans. You can do all of that if you just discipline yourself enough to take the steps daily. You have to take those daily steps. You can't get yourself exhausted about, I can't do this for 30 days. No, what can you do today? That's right. Right. Can you imagine if we looked at the 12 weeks we had to prep for a show and get overwhelmed? And I'm sure there were a lot of girls that got overwhelmed. We probably did it at one point or another, but then eventually we pull it back. I think a lot of us learned what being mentally strong was. And that's where that came into my life was like, whoa, I'm actually much stronger mentally than I thought. And that helped me to get through my divorce. It helped me to get through that that shame and that guilt. You guys who are listening, it's all tied together, the mind, body, and the soul. And so when Kelly tells you to do something, listen to her for goodness sake. It's not easy. We do not wake up going, you know, with our sneakers on and I can't wait to get on that bike. You know, sometimes you look at those weights and go, I don't want to do it today. And now on days that I just don't feel like it because I've been hitting it hard for so many years, I do push myself really hard. But I also honor myself when I don't feel like doing it. And I say, it's okay, Jody. I don't beat myself up for it. Because I think that's the worst thing we could do to ourselves is beat ourselves up, you know, and say, bad, Jody, or I wasn't good today. And that always, I always try to tell my clients, you're not, you're not ever bad. 
it's just maybe you didn't have a good day. So you move on, like you said, and then you take the next step for the next day. Exactly. And I think just setting the standards too high for yourself is a feel is, you know, setting yourself up to fail. I think working out twice a week is good and you makes you feel good, then just do that. That's all you have to do. It doesn't have to be this whole six day a week, two hour in the gym workout routine. If you're in your late forties and you don't know where to start, just do a ten minute walk. Do something. And I think that's the biggest question I get. Well, Kelly, I don't have time, but it's the baby steps, okay? And that's treating your body right. And I want to get into a little bit about food with you because I know there's women out there saying, what does she eat? (laughs) How does she stay so lean and your skin looks great? And I know the two of us are with an amazing, incredible company. Jody's actually one of my business partners now, which is so exciting. I love our products. They're doing amazing things for us and for people But aside from those products, tell us some of your favorite superfoods. What were some things you focused on eating? Well, um, let's talk about what to stay away from, okay? Try to eliminate sugary foods and fried foods, creamy sauces. Start there. It's really important to get the lean protein into your body. It will give you energy and it will help maintain your muscle mass. The leafy greens... Portion control, ladies, portion control. So you can't make up all the food you haven't eaten in one day and eat a big dinner because your body can't digest all that food. If you're just starting on this journey right now, I would say try to eat every three to four hours and make sure that you have a protein in there. Stay away from sugar, cut out little things, little by little. Again, just as Kelly and I discussed, we can't do everything all at once. If we decided, okay, I'm going to lose 25 pounds and I've got to take all of this on and I've got to eliminate sugar and creamy sauces and fried foods all in one, you are just going to fail. And I don't mean to be negative, but it's, you know, we all have to take those baby steps. Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I would say that it's really important to get the lean protein in, avoid sugar as much as you can, ladies, and avoid the fried foods. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, we all have weak moments and that's okay too, because that kind of food is all around us. But if you're about an 80, I'm an 80% person and I, it works for me and I don't have to deprive myself ever. So I think once you start depriving yourself completely of a food group or something you love, that's where, again, you might fail, but try to eliminate those things that you know aren't serving you. I mean, if you want to be more clear in your head, you want to have more energy during the day, if you constantly say you're tired, well, then you need to change something. And Jody. You said you're never tired. I mean, what is that secret all about? First of all, tell us. I don't know. I think I think a lot of it has to do with the food that I eat. I mean, you are what you eat. And, you know, again, we're not saying eliminate all these things all at once. It's a process. It's a journey. It's And journaling, again, is really, really important so you can remember how you felt at the beginning and at the end. I don't know why I don't get tired. I, I did a sleep challenge, a 30-day sleep challenge, because I'm a night owl. What time do you get up in the morning? What I was doing during quarantine, because I didn't have to get up and go anywhere because my gym was closed, um, I allowed myself to go to bed naturally, which was around 11, 30, 12, and then wake up naturally. So naturally, I woke up at 8, and naturally, I went to bed at 11, 30. And then once we opened up the doors to the studio again, I thought, okay, I got to quickly change this around. Obviously, I need seven to nine hours of sleep. So I think that's why I'm not tired anymore. Um, 
trying to think if I ever do feel tired. I was tired the other day. <laughs> I think I was tired. <laughs> I think I was tired the other day. I said to my husband, you know, I had two styes in my eyes, so I, I've been listening to an Audible book, and I think her voice, I was listening to her when I was driving my dog home from daycare, and I was listening to her voice, and I think it was lulling me a little bit. So, uh, But I think the food is so important, and the foods, and part of what Kelly and I were talking about, the company that we're both um, working with, uh, the collagen and the food, uh, just putting healthy things in your body that will keep your energy up and again honoring yourself when you don't feel energetic drinking enough water something i have to work on but it's the i would have to say it's the food and and probably the exercise even though i might be exhausted after a workout it's still then the energy then kicks in like you know you're like blah and then 10 minutes later you're like okay let's go I love it. I, it. It's so true, though. But I think you listen to your body a lot. And I think a lot of people do not listen to their body. They push, 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 and they wonder why they're so tired. Because I don't know about you, but I have a lot of clients that they're always exhausted. And we go over their diet. We go over what they're eating. You know, sometimes it is okay. Other times it could be better. But when you're running, running, running and not giving yourself a break, obviously you're going to be tired. You have, like you said, you went to bed when your body told you to. You let yourself sleep. I mean, that was in the quarantine. I did the same thing. It's funny you said that. I never went to bed that late in my life, ever. And it was nice to be up, though, with my kids and, and not go to bed at 9. So I'm still weaning off going to bed at 11.30. But <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard to change. I just wrote an article for a local local paper. I have a column, Living Your Best Life. And I'm talking about sleep cycles and, you know, what happens and, and making sure that your room is, is, is a beautiful place to sleep and the right temperature and it's nice and dark. Like your bedroom looks beautiful right now, as I mentioned. It looks so dreamy. And it's just, it's, again, scheduling. Just like you schedule time to um, meet a friend, have a dentist appointment, schedule your workout, schedule your time to go to bed. And that's what I, that's what my... My new 30-day challenge is about is getting back into that sleep schedule because once I realized what I was doing and then I said, ah, forget it. I got I got this. You know when you say, I got this, and then I didn't got this. So I'm starting it again uh, because I'm finding that, you know, my schedule is off, like a feeding schedule, like when you have children or you get a new puppy. Uh, so many people are getting puppies now. You get a new puppy. You feed the puppy. Then 10 minutes later, you need to bring the puppy out to go to the bathroom. So think about those schedules and I think so many people forget to take care of themselves. They're, they're taking care of their significant other. They're taking care of their children, their parents, their dogs. And then they, they think, well, what about me? Like, or they look at themselves in the mirror and say, wait a minute, I forgot. And they're 50. I forgot to take care of myself. And that's when they freak out. And that's when you need to reach out to somebody that you've seen on social media or, you know, you're listening to us now that's when you reach out to somebody and say, please help me. But nothing's going to change if you don't listen to us. That's my famous line. If you don't listen to me, ain't nothing going to change. Exactly. And I hear it again all the time. I mean, I just work with women. That's all I work with. And, you know, they don't have time for themselves. They're too busy with the kids and doing everything else. But you know what? That's not going to get you anywhere. You have to put time in for you, even just some quiet time to see 
think what we said in the very beginning of the show, what do I want? What are my dreams? What are my passions in life? Because life is going by very fast. So if you want to get healthy right now, today's your day. Today's day one for you. After listening to this show, listening to Jody, I mean, your health is everything, first of all. We're not saying to go work out five days a week, but schedule a time where you can take 10, 15 minutes, do something for yourself. We know how badly you want to feel good. So I have, so I'll share a little story with you. My youngest daughter works out a lot. And uh, during quarantine, she was using a Peloton bike. And this isn't a thing from Peloton, but she was using their bike. And then all of a sudden she just, she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's stressing me out. Like, it's too competitive for me. She was doing this to herself. And I said, so stop, stop, get off the bike and walk around the house, take a walk. And you know what she found out that taking a walk was relieving stress. She was enjoying it. She was walking in nature because she had moved from New York to New Jersey and it, it was better for her. And, and, you know, that's why it's so important to Listen to what you want to do. That doesn't mean to sit down and eat the bag of potato chips because it's just not, we have to think about nutritional value, all right? So is the bag of potato chips going to help you feel stronger, leaner, less bloated? Sorry, ladies, it's not. One of the things about, you know, about eating right is that it will give you the energy and you'll start feeling better. And once you start feeling better, you may want to do more. But if it doesn't feel right, if if you have somebody telling you to run and you don't want to run, then don't run, walk, but just keep moving. Exactly. You said it perfectly because not all workouts are made for all people. Mm. You have to find, I, I just wrote something to my people on my mailing list. My newsletter was all about that. You might not like the boot camp. You might not like the spin class. Well, there's so many other options for you. Don't give up because you don't like that. Find something you like. That's the bottom line. But Jody, I want to ask you a few fun quick fire questions because I really could talk to you forever. What tell us tell us a few things about yourself. Like what is the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up? The first thing I do when I wake up is I move. So I get out of bed, I do about five walkouts. I hold a plank for about 30 seconds, and then I come back, my arms come up, and then I I walk out to a plank, I twist from side to side, I do that five times, and then I do about five squats, and then I hold a plank again, and then I do five push-ups. I do that first thing in the morning. Wow. Even when your body's still asleep? Amazing. I'm going to try that tomorrow. It feels so good. I bet it does. It feels so good. Before I look at my phone, before I drink my water, and then I'll drink... I'm really, really bad at drinking water. Really, really bad at it. It's terrible. So I try to drink some water before I drink my coffee. And if I have to rush to the studio, then I don't get that much done in the morning. Um, In a perfect world, I prefer to train my clients in the evening rather than in the morning because, as I said before, I'm a night person. So I'm I'm very, I could get more done in the first three hours of the morning um, than I can all day long if I don't move, if I'm right. If I'm home. That is me, 100%. Yeah. If I just have like laser focus in the morning and my, you know, people that work for me and help me, um, you know, they'll get all these text messages in the morning and I feel bad, but that's when my brain, my brain is on fire. And then usually if I have to go to the studio, I'll, I'll walk Ava, who's right over here next to me, my, my little Roddy mix. 
Um, and then I'm off to the studio. So that's it. So I try to get my workouts in. One of the things that I was trying to do is get my workouts in before I went to the studio. Um, but it doesn't happen. I work out in the middle of the day, like most trainers do, you know, in between, you know, 12 and three. Okay. Gotcha. What about your favorite clean meal? My favorite clean meal always seems to be chicken. It's so boring. I'm the most boring eater in the world. I am too. I'm very boring. I'm so, so boring. I probably would love, I love spinach. So chicken, spinach, uh, roasted red peppers with um, avocado on it. I'm so boring. Okay, that sounds delicious. That's not boring. (laughs) Boring to me is chicken and cauliflower rice. Okay, that's very boring. What about, what is your favorite leg or glute exercise? Oh, just did this the other day. I like the one-legged bridges on a stability ball. Okay. So that's kind of hard to do with one leg on the stability ball and then one leg up. That's really challenging for me. I really love that. And I love one-legged deadlifts. I do too. I love those. Wow. So you're still lifting. Are you lifting heavy? 30 pounds in each hand. Wow. One-legged deadlifts. Wow. That's amazing. What about, are you reading anything right now? Do you have a favorite book? I just finished 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand. It was, I didn't read it because of the, my eye issue, but it was on, I listened to it. It was so good. Really mindless. Takes place in Nantucket. There's kind of a love story, but there are kids and friends involved. It was just, I need something very light to read. That's what I learned to do is read before I go to bed. And that just like takes my, I can't listen to like, you know, how to start a podcast before I go to bed. (laughs) Too much. It's like overload in the brain, right? You need need something very calm to just put me right to sleep. Yeah. Let me ask you one more thing. Do you have a beauty secret that you want to share with us? I'm terrible at beauty stuff. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I, uh, I started using the company that we're working with. I started using you all of their skin products. So I love it. I was looking for a company that I could fall in love with that made sense to me. So I use their cleanser. I use their, um, serum anti-aging. I use their, um, their moisturizer. I have their day cream, their night cream. EFS body farming foam. Oh, I just started using it. Oh, yes, girlfriend. I just started using that. I thought, hmm, sure, I'll put a little bit on my belly. I'll put a little bit on my butt. I'll see what happens. But I really love the products. And, you know, I know that they work well when my husband, who has beautiful skin, starts using my products. And I'm like, hey, hey, you know, that's mine. But as far as um, a beauty regimen, that's what I do. I don't wear a lot of makeup. I'll wear like a Laura Mercier um, tinted moisturizer. I'm using right now Lancome. I put some mascara on and fill in my eyebrows. And that's that's really it. That's really it. You know, I feel like one of the things um, that I think is important for women to hear that are over 55. And I say over 55 because that's usually when we, we are are in the middle of menopause or done with menopause. You know, if you're 55 and still getting your period, you go, girl. You go. I'm sure you hate getting your period still, but you keep going, girl, because that's a lot of estrogen you're still getting. But I think that the older we get, the less makeup works the best. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, you look fantastic. And I just started using our products, too, for about um, almost a month. So I'm super excited because I was looking for new skincare. That's not a million dollars either. So I'm 
it, the anti-aging. So little plug there. If you want to know what we're using, let us know. DM me, send me a message. Love it. Well, Jody, I absolutely loved our conversation, and I always ask all my guests one last question. So what are you climbing towards next? I am climbing towards writing a book. Amazing. Like I'm doing the climb now. Oh, wow. We're excited for you. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited about it. That's all, all the journaling and everything is hopefully going to lead to to that and we'll see where it goes. Is that always something you dreamed of as writing a book or did it just happen? It is something I always dreamt of doing um, because I, again, not because I want to share my story because I think my story is so because we all have a story and that's another thing women should understand. This is your story. You, you can control the direction that you take this story. But I think that given my age, okay, given that I started so late doing everything, could help women realize that it, as we talked about right at the beginning, it's never too late. It's never too late at any age, at any stage. So writing a book was something I always knew was on the horizon for me. And now the time just feels really right. Oh, congrats. I'm really happy for you. I'm super excited for you. Well, where can people that want to connect find you? They can reach me on Instagram at Jody Harrison Bauer or at Jody Fit. That's Jody with an I on Facebook, Jody Harrison Bauer. And they can listen to me on my radio show every Thursday live um, on the Voice America Talk Network. It's called Fearlessly Authentic. And then my podcast of the same name, Fearlessly Authentic. I love it. I love it. I'm such a big podcast fan. I love podcasts. Me too. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate taking the time to share all your knowledge, everything you've been through. You gave us so much. You're such an inspiration, honestly. You really are. Kelly, thank you. That, you know, you're going to do much more in life. You're just getting going with the book. Yeah, I feel like my 60s are really like my 40s that I'm going to really like. I think everything is just going to come together. I'm really looking forward to turning 60, so... Well, thank you again, and thank you guys all for tuning in today. And if you would be so kind, take a screenshot of this episode, tag us both on your social. We would love to share this message with women all over that might be in the struggle right now. So I would be honored. Jody would be honored. And if you have a topic you want me to cover on my show, Addicted to the Climb, I would love for you to shoot me a message. So thanks again, guys. Thanks again, Jody. And until next week, keep on climbing. Bye-bye.